even Johnny They are good friends of mine Well, I just tune them in WG and overnight Steve and Johnny Chicago's pride and joy They give life after dark Yes, we enjoy Keep it up up and listen up And they'll be there At your side Life after dark Is where I'll be Forevermore Gonna be some Sweet sounds Sweet sounds Night shift Like family With Steve and Johnny Gonna be a And this morning we answered the question, what kind of idiots would get up in the middle of the night and come out on a foggy night, rainy night, and and drive in to the radio station to do an hour and a half show? This kind of idiots. Here, here, count me in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was a good excuse to get out tonight. Because our life is so darn exciting. <laughs> we said, yay, we get to go to the radio station. And we get to squeeze five hours of programming into a 90-minute sack. So yes. that's what's coming up tonight. <laughs> and if you go to our Facebook page, you will see some of the pictures that Johnny took as we were driving in tonight. Rainy nights are great for yeah. interesting pictures. Uh, rainy, you, foggy nights. If you can dodge the potholes. Well, there is that. After that hard freeze and now the thaw and you can't see the potholes because they're filled with rain, it's very challenging. So there is the usual weekly pothole shot because I'm always focused and then Steve ah, hits the pothole. And and there are a couple on on the drive Mm. where it's right where the seam meets. so, So it goes like all the way across mm-hmm. it's not just a pothole yeah. it's it's why did they use that kind of peanut butter on the drive yeah. that's the question well, it was the cheapest peanut butter well yeah that's the way it works that's true yeah 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 all right we still have a crew here tonight everybody didn't go home birthday boy joe brand left i mean heck he was just here for a few hours <laughs> brett was here you're pulling a double shift tonight Bre- no actually i'm just on the overnight because of hockey so oh okay yeah. i thought you were doing your regular shift no and then, no luckily oh. it's just uh just the overnight all the way in it, i was it, feeling sorry for no, you no hockey fe- <laughs> hockey fell into the overnight so i was able yeah. to just do a normal shift tonight so not and, and for those of you who are wondering who is this uh this brett guy uh, brett is the keeper of the big plug tonight he is you get to drive the zamboni too to polish the floors at two o'clock 
you know what's interesting is that you don't realize how bad the ice is at the until you actually stand. <laughs> See on the it. zamboni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the zamboni goes. Hey, it's not that bad. So well, it's actually fantastic. Bob Fakuda, who's usually here with us on mm-hmm. Saturday nights, when he fires up the zamboni at one forty-five, he tells us, "I've got to clean these floors for the." That's part right? of my job, so that's going to be your job tonight. We'll flick the lights. You'll know it's your turn to fire it up. But speaking of Zambonis and uh, slippery things, next time we have Tom Appel from Consumer Guide mm-hmm. on, we're going to spend a little time talking about something that has been showing up on Facebook and some other things lately. Yeah. People who are doing donuts in the snow. In parking lots, yes. In parking lots in the snow and on ice, it's actually a great way to learn how to control your car. I was going to say they must be bored. <laughs> well, <laughs> well the, there's that too, okay, but <laughs> As our car guy, Tom, says, that's a great way to learn how your car yeah. performs in snow. I wonder if the officer would buy that. <laughs> they pull up and say, hey, kid, what are you doing? Go nuts. <laughs> Does it have any application to hydroplaning? Probably, yeah. Have you ever been? That. Have yeah. you ever been in a car that hydroplanes? Uh, it's terrifying. Not not for like an extended period of time. No. Yeah. But enough to where it gives your heart a little bit of a. Yeah, Brett. It can only be like three seconds, but you feel like your life is passing yes. before you because all of a sudden you're like, my wheels aren't on the ground. Yep. Yep. You've got enough time to think that, and then you realize you're back on the ground. Terrifying. That's what happened to me. Yeah, that's true. That's what happened to you and your yeah. bag accident a couple weeks ago. Yeah, sorry to bring that up. Sorry. No, it's okay. I know. I yeah. But it reminds me of one of the strangest accidents I was ever in when I was working in Indianapolis. Winter, slippery night. Mm-hmm. I was in the passenger seat, and we drive over this hill, and all of a sudden we realize we're not going to be able to stop before oh. we hit these cars that are in front of us. So we hit the car in front of us, and then looking in the rearview mirror, I see the cars coming over the hill Ooh. And I knew they were going to hit us, and they did. And we were just sitting there. It was like, bam, boom, boom, bam, bam. Yee. It was just, but there was literally nothing you could do. So, we, Which also reminds me of uh, the first apartment we lived in. Oh, on yeah, on Pratt. Pratt. Yes. In Rogers Park. We lived at the bottom of the incline. Right off Ridge. Right. So there's Ridge, and we're on Pratt, and we're on the six-flat apartment building, and we are at the bottom of a pretty steep incline that comes off of Ridge onto Pratt. And we didn't have a garage. And we would sit in our living room and just watch people careen into our car. We would just sit there. There's there nothing, nothing we could we do. There was nothing we could do about it. We had a we had a 35 millimeter camera with a zoom lens, and we would just take pictures of license plates because we figured yeah. if anything, and, it, and then you could pass them out like they do for the yeah. roller coasters. Here was your here was your face as as you knew you were in trouble. You were hitting our car. Guess what? And no one ever stopped. No one that ever slid into our car and slammed our car ever stopped no. the car. We'd sit there and go, well. There's humanity for you. They just keep on driving. Did you ever petition to have them put in one of the runaway ramps? That would have been a good idea. First time I ever saw one of those, I was like, what on earth is that? And then you kind of figure out, yeah. like, oh, it's actually mm-hmm. a pretty good idea. Yeah. We were driving um, uh, through 65. Atlanta. Oh, we were actually over in Atlanta where you have a well, lot right. of hills yeah. and you got those... Uh, is it called a runaway ramp? Yeah, it's runaway ramps, semi-ramps. I know yeah. they use them a lot in Colorado in the mountains. Yeah. And it's weird because it looks like... Well, they're just going to drive up there and fall off the end of it. Yep. But no, it actually slows, slows it down. down. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, Lester, who's a regular listener, says he's, I think he's a Missouri tonight listening on the radio. He listens every Saturday night, and he says we have to show him some respect because he's driving that Amazon product mm-hmm. that everybody needs the next day. <laughs> so we love you, Lester. Yes. That reminds me, we, we were, uh, today when we came home, we, we had to, some things to do well, yesterday morning, and we get home, and we're looking down the street, and we see one, two, three, four, five Amazon Prime trucks in a yes. row going by. <laughs> it was like, I guess it was okay. the beginning of their shift. It might have been like a nine o'clock shift, yeah. nine to five or something. Of course, they're like blue bugs. They're everywhere. At least in our neighborhood, yeah. they are because they're all coming to my house. Uh, we, we, <laughs> Johnny we, knows the sound of the Amazon truck and the FedEx truck. Who, by the and way, and the UPS truck, and you can separate the sounds because I can. We'll be in the kitchen. I I'm not exaggerating. We'll say, be in the kitchen, oh, and she, I hear UPS. That's, that's the UPS. I know his sound. I know his walk. I told you the other day. I said I know that man's walk. It's like the uh, the people that can tell you know whatever a model Ferrari it is just yes. by the sound yeah. of the engine. Yeah, Yours, exactly. Yes, Your right. specialty is the UPS yeah, or the FedEx right. truck or the FedEx truck. That's right. Amazon. I'm getting used to it because they have different vehicles. But um, well, I love them all. I, I, listen. If you are listening to me right now, you know my name. I love you <laughs> dearly, <laughs> especially when you put my packages out of the rain. I had food being delivered the other day. We order gluten-free bread from California Bakery. We have a hall where all of our packages go. This guy decided to leave our packages outside in the rain. Mm-hmm. Now, that's okay because it's wrapped, and but we have squirrels. You give them 15 minutes, thank goodness I knew they were, the bread was being delivered, because yeah. in 15 more minutes, they would have torn that package apart, and they would have run with loaves of bread. There would have been gluten-free bread up and down our block. I know it. I know those squirrels. <laughs> and they're just You're on waiting. a first-name basis they're with just, them. Oh, yes. <laughs> I use words that <laughs> you never hear me use. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, slippery travel, a little later tonight, we're going to talk about what was going on many, many years ago. Yes, yes. I know yes, exactly yes. where I was on this date back in 1967. And guess what? No one on our crew tonight, no one in this building was here then. Right, Brett? You weren't here no. in 67. Nope. Oh, don't say it like that. 86. No. Oh, 20 years later. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> it was just January of, of 67. So really, yeah. it was like 20 years before you were born. Yep. Oh golly! It was a biggie. It was a big month. It was the it was the biggie of this particular thing. Well, yes, we'll take a break yes. and come back, and we'll tell you what we're talking about. Some kind of strange love is coming over me. It's not the everyday kind. That ends so happily I couldn't help myself I thought I knew the rules But it's making of me Some new kind of fool It's a kind of love for Steve can't get Johnny Putman of WGN Radio I did not pick this. Uh, uh, tonight, all of the bumps are a dealer's choice. Uh, Julian is picking this. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Uh, this was, oh, I recorded this back in... Uh, the Stone Age. Let me think about this. 
This would have been roughly 1964-ish. Mm-hmm. The bass player uh, is uh, Peter Cetera. Oh, as in Chicago, yeah. Peter Cetera. Uh, the um, other guitar player, Cal David, mm-hmm. uh, who sadly passed away last year, a, a dear friend of mine. Uh, you may remember Cal from the Illinois Speed Press. And uh, the Fabulous Rhinestones. The Fabulous Rhinestones. Uh, the uh, drummer, Freddie Page, who went on to be with uh, Chicago. And, and he is also, if you've heard the Chicago song, Take Me Back to Chicago, the members of Chicago wrote that about Freddie after he passed away. That's right. Saxman was uh, Marty Greb. Oh, my gosh. Who was with uh, Chicago for a while with the Buckinghams. Yeah. Uh, We were all Southside Chicago kids, and we we rehearsed that song in the field house at Bessemer Park Hmm. on the south side of Chicago. And recorded it where? Recorded it at, I think it was Sound Studios. Oh, boy. Um, There was something in the water back then, though, if you think about all that talent on the south side in the same neighborhood. That's crazy. But but we all hung out together. We were all a part of each other's bands. We were all on uh, each other's recording sessions. What a nice surprise. And there were no females on that uh, singing backup in that song. No. Because it always tickles me when we've we've played something that you performed and you, you had a girl group that would sing yeah. back up for you and people would say is that johnny yes i was three when i was singing back up with him <laughs> you know it's well, kind of the kinky side of our relationship okay i'll segue just a little bit uh speaking of songs that i recorded mm-hmm. i was surprised just yesterday and i showed you this uh a friend of ours uh, sent me yes. a link to there is a uh, a DJ in, I forget where the heck he is, uh, but he was featuring some of my old He's in Kansas songs. City, Missouri. Yes. Yes. He was featuring uh, some songs that I recorded in a, uh, a thing he was doing tonight. And he didn't even know you were alive. Right. I mean. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I am. Uh, a song that I recorded uh, called Satan Is Her Name. And it caused me to jump in the group, and I made some comments on it. But then I also checked. And the video that has been done on Satan is her name. This is a song I recorded uh, roughly 1962. And it almost became a hit here. But years later, it has a life of its own over in Europe. There's a video that has been put to it that now has, at last check, over 2 million people have viewed it. This song has been released on umpteen CDs over in yeah. Europe, and it's, and you're not getting a penny. No, so yeah, for you're people, like, you're like David Hasselhoff. Is what you're <laughs> yeah, that's to say. right. There you go. <laughs> Can't walk down the streets of Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could take him to Romania, and I could be his manager. We would be huge. You'd be royalty there. <laughs> but it's amazing the the number of people that ask if the the girl on that song yes is Johnny. And the answer is no. It, it was uh, actually I was six then, not not three. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had a, you had a great group of girls that sang back up too. Yeah. Again, there was an incredible amount yeah. of talent, and in, in just in that neighborhood on the south side, yeah. I can't say that about the north side. At least I wasn't hanging with people that were talented. <laughs> you know, I played accordion. Somebody else played a kazoo, and you know that was like it. <laughs> 
Oh, but back to what, what I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. what was going on uh, years ago, 1967. Yes. Uh, my first job in radio, WJOB in uh, Hammond. I lived on the south side of Chicago. Normally, it took me 25 minutes to get from my house to the station. This was the the weekend of the 1967 snowfall. Right. 20, snowfall. Blizzard. 23 bleeping inches of snow. Yep. What normally was a 25-minute drive, A, I couldn't get out the first night to get to the station. B, the next night, I still couldn't get my 59 Batwing Chevy out of the snow. Because <laughs> it was a boat, you know. So yeah. walked from... Roughly uh, 80th and Manistee to about 76th in South Chicago to meet up with my newsman, uh, Larry Peterson, and we dug his Volkswagen out. Once we dug his Volkswagen out, it took us eight hours to make that 25-minute trip. Once we got to the station, we were on the air for 24 hours straight because nobody could get to the station. And we were just saying, okay, yeah. this store is open, this place has bread, this place has milk, blah, 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 blah. Could you, do you recall, was anybody calling because they were having a baby? Because I always think about those kinds of, because there was a big storm in 78, and I was yeah. on the radio for that one. And, and we had a woman that went into labor, and we had to get a snow blower, yeah. snow plow to get over to her to get I her. don't recall it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But, but that was a, a baptism by fire of what local radio should and can do in a time of yeah. uh, of emergency. Yeah, and we've done that here at GN many, sure. many times. Do you remember the night when the snow was so, well, there was the big groundhog snowstorm that right. Roger Battish was stranded in. Right. Snowmageddon? Yeah, Snowmageddon, yeah. yeah. And they told My, everyone to stay off Lakeshore Drive, and Roger Battish yeah. didn't stay off Lakeshore Drive. And, and we were talking to Roger all uh, night long. All night long. In fact, the police were listening to us to get information on what was going on on Lakeshore Drive that night. That was the night that a young guy called in. And I'll never forget this. And he said, my battery's going to die. I'm glad you're putting me on the radio. I want to tell my mother and father goodbye yeah. because I don't think I'm going to make it. It was scary. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. He literally thinks he's going to die sitting in his car in Lakeshore Drive. It's a heavy call to take. It was. And one of two times I cried on the radio is when Roger got taken to the hospital. And when he called and said, I'm in the hospital, I have frostbite on my feet. I, I, the night just caught up with me, and I just broke down. I was just like, yeah. oh, everybody's been taken in a bus to and, the hospital. And remember the next night, he called in mm-hmm. to say that he was doing okay. Yes, yes. I mean, it was, you talk about stress. But go back to your oh. eight-hour trip. You didn't have a phone. So you guys no. were just going inch by well, inch. and. We we started off at Seventy uh, Sixth in South Chicago. We drove down to what is now the uh, the Bishop Ford, but it you couldn't get through on there. Mm-hmm. So then we had to back up. We came back to the Skyway. We had oh. to wait for plows to come and clear the Skyway. We followed the plows down to One Hundred and Sixth. Got off at One Hundred and Sixth and drove up Indianapolis to. Yep. Uh, to uh, 
Uh, oh, it's on uh, Alcott behind Smith's Chevy. That's where the uh, WJOB studios were. At that we point. didn't have uh, a snow command like we do today. No, in fact, that was the reason snow command yeah. was formed. Mayor Daly yeah. said, "This ain't never going to happen again." Because prior to that, whenever we had snow, uh, your side streets, <laughs> it's up to you. That's how dibs got started. You okay. know what dibs are yep. because you'd go out and you shovel your parking space. So you'd put a statue of the Virgin Mary out there and say, "Move it," you know. You You'll die if you do, (laughs) or beach chairs or whatever you Mm -hmm. could to to call dibs on your parking space. But it started then because plows never came down your side street. And then after the 67 snowfall, some good came of it. And the first night of that snow, my dad, who worked at Southwark Steel on the south side, roughly a 10-minute drive from our house, he drove back to our house. He couldn't get to our house. He had to leave his car parked about three blocks away, walked back to our house, and he fell down in the snow, and neighbor had to help him get back. I mean, it was just, you think of awful? This was awful. And devastating to uh, businesses, because they were closed. Once their shelves were cleared, Mm -hmm. they were closed. I looked up how much money was lost by the city of Chicago, and uh, I, I thought this was a stunning figure. It looks like it was like $94 million was lost in a 48-hour period. And that was back in 67. So, so multiply so equi- by three. I just so did the, the equivalent today is would over be, a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. A B is in boy, which is stunning. Well, and when we got out to the station, we were on the air for about three days. When management from the station was finally able to make it from the station, the first thing they did is they took us down to the local Kmart to buy us fresh clothes because we were getting a little odorific after three days. And then they, right. and then, and then they asked you to go right back into the studio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, Said, got, hey, your shift starts. Yeah. You got those fresh clothes on. So now, Well, we are here for another hour, folks, and I love your text. I'm going to read some of those. we got a shout-out coming in, all that good stuff at 312-981-7200. Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. I love that. Little Charlie Rich, fast-talking, slow-walking, good-looking Mohair Sam. And it's dealer's choice tonight, so yes. Ace producer Julian is picking the music, and as I recall, you turned Julian onto that song, was it last week? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Might have been last week. He said, yeah, Julian, oh, yeah, because, have you ever heard the Charlie Rich song? Well, because oh, that's right. it was the two pictures of us... On the air back in 1967, and the one of me in the sunglasses, it was taken while I was interviewing Charlie Rich, that's and that's how right. we got on the subject of Charlie, who was yes. a, a terrific interview, terrific performer. Yes. That's the picture of you wearing sunglasses during the day, inside, yeah. smoking a cigarette, inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is a time capsule. Cause, Boy, is know, it. It's just not done. Um, and by the way, parenthetically, yes, I was uh, smoking then. The best thing Johnny and I ever did for each other was two weeks before we got married. And boy, this sounds like a Hallmark movie. Uh, (laughs) We both quit smoking. I didn't know Johnny quit smoking. She didn't know I quit smoking. We didn't have a whole lot of money. We wanted to give each other the the gift of hopefully a long life together. And that's what we did. And we haven't smoked since then. It was a brilliant move. It was stupid to do it two weeks before we got married because we had a wedding where... Everybody smoked. Yeah. 
at our reception. Yep. All these radio people were there smoking in our yep. face. And I'm going, oh, just get closer to me. Let me smell you. I just. And that was back in the days when they said, oh, yeah, smoke it to lower your voice. Well, I was told at Columbia College yeah. that I should smoke because it would make me have a deeper, sexier voice. Yeah. And, of course, as time went on, I'd have a phlegmy <laughs> coffee voice, but they didn't ever address that. And at the other at the radio station we met at, <laughs> at, at WIND at that point, they actually had a switch on the, on the uh, control board. It was a switch that would make your voice sound higher or lower. <laughs> Honestly. No, we were AI before there was AI. Yeah, you're right. And let's tell the rest of the story. <laughs> the button was put there. Yep. And We're not telling tales out of school. No. This was understood. The button was put there for the one and only Eddie, Eddie Schwartz. Schwartz. And Eddie had a very high Eddie voice. Eddie had a, a high voice. And, and when he got excited, it got even higher. And some people, not us, some people would put the, the button in the even higher voice position. Yes, that was really ugly of them. <laughs> I'm sorry, because when he realized that his button had been pushed, his voice really went through the stratosphere. Then his button was pushed. It was definitely pushed. <laughs> a couple of listeners have said, this is reminiscent of the old days. That's true, because for many years we started at midnight, and we would hit mm-hmm. the ground running. And there, initially there would people would contact us and say, why do you have to be so loud at midnight? Because we're here for people who are awake. We're not here for people who are sleeping. And that was one of the deals when we first started doing overnights. We told management, we're not programming for people who are sleeping. We're programming for people who are awake. Back in the, the, the days of, um, well, I almost called it snail mail, but mail mail. Um, we decided not snail mail. It had to be, um, because that was offensive to our Yeah, we heard from postal some pe- post people. office people. Yeah. When they well, said, anyway, yeah. we'd get a letter and somebody would just take the time to write to say, stop laughing you're keeping me yeah. awake. <laughs> like, really? Stop laughing. My, my favorites would be, <laughs> some of them would be in snail mail or later in email from people who say, for example, my husband didn't understand why I woke, why I woke him up laughing in bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> the bed was shaking because I was laughing. I've got headphones on. Anyway, thank you for that. That's a nice memory. Hey, Steve and Johnny, I, I'm up and I, I'm listening. I flipped you on at 1230, and I love the night shift theme. Well, good. Thank you. Uh, stormy weather. Stormy weather, they exactly. Were regulars on our show for many, many years, and we're kind enough to go into the studio and do that for us. By the way, if you want to go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny show, you will see that uh, uh, Johnny put up a link to a blog post that I did several years ago. Just reminiscing about the snowstorm of 1967 and some other bad weather things that happened to both of us. I I went back into the post and I said specifically, also go to the bottom of that post and look at the video that we did during the Groundhog snowstorm Mm -hmm. of 2011. That's the famous snowstorm that Roger was stranded in. And we were the only car on the road and we did a video. And so that video's as if you don't remember because you all were alive then in 2011 and you're saying, yes, it was pretty bad, mm-hmm. pretty scary. Um, 
I'm just looking at, at text and emails that are coming in. We're going to do with a shout out. I promise we'll get to that. As I said, we've got five hours of programming to squeeze into 90 minutes. And a listener said, didn't you hear? Didn't you get the message from management? They told us that you were going to stick around till five o'clock this morning. Ha ha, 630 area code. 630, you have such a rich fantasy life. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> we're not. Because <laughs> during the break, we were talking about what are we having for dinner when we get home. Yeah. So we decided on quesadillas tonight. By the way, we should mention that next week we have a, a full, full show. Uh, yes. We start at 9. And uh, some of the things that uh, will happen next week, Patrick Crispin will join us. We'll talk about uh, computer stuff. Steve Burness from the uh, Better Business Bureau. Some interesting things uh, that have yes. uh, cropped up that we want to talk to him about. We may talk with Jessica Radloff. Mm-hmm. And we may have our friend Lynn Orman, who is going to be at the Grammys. Uh, she may give us an update on what's happening with the Grammys. Too. Grammys are a week from today on a Sunday night. Um, speaking of food, as I was just a moment ago, 847 area codes, the, the sauerkraut and hot dogs were a wonderful dinner. Oh, yeah. That took on a life. We And when we posted a picture of that, Good heavens, did we get people that were saying, yeah, I want some of that. Oh, my gosh, because I mentioned last Saturday night, we got on the subject of sauerkraut and weenies, and and then we got, as we say, a hum for it. It was just in our head. Mm -hmm. We had to satisfy that hum. So I made the sauerkraut and weenie dinner. We sat down to dinner, and you said, I'm taking a picture of this, and you put it on Facebook. And by the end of the night, we were like over 100 people saying, oh, tell me more. What is that? And again, you can scroll down our Facebook page to see all the stuff. Oh, and when you're on our Facebook page, you can also scroll down, and you will find a link to – we we did a remembrance of Melanie. Yes. Melanie, uh, an extraordinary performer who, who sadly passed away last week. And we were very fortunate to have Melanie in the studio with us for just an incredibly special night. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you look at that, uh, click on it. Not only can you hear audio from the whole show, but there are two videos of songs that Melanie performed live, one of them, you have to watch it. Yes. The song was called I Tried to Die Young. And her And she story. tells the story of how, of, the, of that song. And it's just hilarious. Melanie was wonderful. What a loss. She was, what a nice, nice lady. After posting that, I cannot tell you how many people have said, wow, she was so much more than brand new key. Oh, boy, was she. And I think that that was a a bit of a problem, but she had like 35 albums that she put out. She was one of the first female performers to start her own record label. She was the first. Emmy Emmy winner. Yeah, yeah. Just a great career and had a new album that she was working on, so hopefully we'll get that because her son, who was with her in studio that night. Great guitar player. And you'll hear his fabulous guitar playing during her, her performance. And she does a really cool thing during the song because it was it was very late at night or early in the morning and at one point she realizes she's really pushing her voice and she stops and she was funny and honest and it was so good and our thanks to Dave Marzullo, the the web daddy here at the radio station, because he dug up, he had to go back to 2011. Yeah, I, I emailed Dave a copy of a picture I found of the three of us and said, you know, here's here's what we have. 
We think you might be able to find this in the archives, and Dave was nice enough to take the time and find it, and the whole interview with Melanie is now up on the Steve yeah. and Johnny page. Yeah, but if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing, you know, make that down the road, you'll do it, but take the time to, to watch her performing the song, I Tried to Die Young. So good, and a song that she wrote. We're going to take a break. we got to start talking faster, because we get so much stuff to do here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That's Melanie. And I tried to die young. And again, go to the Steve and Johnny page at WGNRadio.com. And uh, you will find a, a remembrance of Melanie. It has a couple really interesting videos and all of an interview that we did with her back in uh, 2011. Mm -hmm. It was July of 2011. And there are a couple of shots where you can see the clock on the wall, and it's going on 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I think she came in at midnight. And we were only – I also wrote a a blog with some additional stuff about it, and if you want to go to uh, stephenjohnny.wordpress.com, that's our blog, and you'll find a little additional information. But we were only scheduled to interview her for a short period of time, but from the minute she walked in, mm-hmm. it was just like uh, this was a new old friend, and we mm-hmm. all hit it off, and the hours just went by, and we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. So, again, visit us on our, our Facebook page, but follow us on the blog because you get other stuff on the blog, and, yeah. and it's as simple as you get an email when we post something. One email, that's yeah. it. You're not going to have your email address sold or abused it, it's just a different way where we can put up other pictures and, and offer stuff for people who don't choose to be on facebook and with facebook and other social media sites getting very very weird mm-hmm. uh, it's a place that we can stay in touch with you again it's steve and johnny dot wordpress dot com mm-hmm. and absolutely free and as johnny said we won't spam you we just uh, you'll get an email when we do a new blog post okay i want to do a quick shout out because we're so happy that people decided to make the point of tuning in tonight yeah thank you yeah that. thanks a lot and in fact a couple of people were kind enough to say thank you for coming into work oh wait that was very sweet w- one second just, okay uh, wait a minute, because i don't want to uh where is it uh, da, 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 da. i like this one thank you for driving in tonight and you can see the pictures of our drive-in tonight in the rain. Oh no, I can't find it. What? What is it? Did you? Did you get rid of the request that we had? For there was an email or, or a, a text. text, and someone requested. We were talking about laughing, and someone would say, requested. That's not Johnny. That's Diane Cannon. And where is the... Wait, 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 wait. The, Let me ask you one question. Hmm. Who's cooking for you when we get home? <laughs> Who? <laughs> it ain't me, buddy. <laughs> D- just remember, you have to go home with her after that Thank now. you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Gabe. Whose side are you on, Gabe? Thank you. Dang. <laughs> As I said to the person who texted, no, 
We're not playing that because I get grief from listeners that think it's me. It's not. It's actress Diane Cannon, who is being interviewed by Gino Salamone, our Gino Gino, the showbiz machino. And she let out that laugh. And then- ah! Well, well, was she impaired when she did that interview? <laughs> no, apparently Somebody's going to be impaired real soon. <laughs> just watch it, Gabe. You can see it on camera in just a few minutes. <laughs> Dang. Okay, I'm going to do a shout out to the the good people who are tuned in tonight. <laughs> Golly. I keep watching to see if you're going to do something over there. <laughs> I'm going to unplug your... your you're whatever. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Don't unplug my whatever. <laughs> Not till we get home. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no. I didn't do that. mad because I said he had girly headphones tonight. <laughs> They're very expensive headphones and I had them. Justice. <laughs> That's right. You got Steve, so now you got me, right? Oh. <laughs> We're even. Even Steven. Oh, I'm a mess now. This is not good for radio. My makeup is running. How about yours, Steve? <sighs> A quick shout out to you fine, fine people who are putting up with us. Nancy Taffy in West Allis is tuned in. Gary Gray in New Lisbon, Wisconsin. We are big in Wisconsin, I tell you. Uh, Diane Vasquez is in the south suburbs. And Jan Reinhardt is tuned in. She's the one that thinks we're staying till five. Ha, ha, ha. Sharon <laughs> Malone is listening in K-Town. That would be Kenosha. Lester Clayton is in Minneapolis, Minnesota tonight. He's our trucking buddy. Lloyd Moncrief is in Ottawa. Dave Krimnitzer is in Waldorf, Maryland, and he shares with us a picture of the thermos, the thermometer on his car yesterday in Washington, D.C. Steve, do you see this? It was 80 yesterday. I saw that. 80. Yes, I did. Yeah. That is wrong, because back to the 67 snowstorm the day before, it was 65, yep. Yep. and the low is 44, and that was a record. Chuck Snitchler, our number one buddy and friend to this radio station, is listening in foggy Hobart, Indiana. Elaine Treppel's in Chicago, listening with her under-the-pillow transistor radio. I love it. Thank Good. you. Brian Lefevre is in Bridgeport. Thank you, Brian. Stephen Verheron is listening. Dr. Cryptosis is in Wisconsin. Sylvia Rapsis is tuned in. Uh, Norm Rosansky is in Aurora. Peter Jakubowicz is in Citrus County, Florida, where it's much later tonight. Thank you, Peter, for tuning in on your Wi-Fi. Sea Crane Radio. Mm-hmm. Bobby Danos is in Sandwich listening on his good old fashioned AM clock radio. Susie Schimmel tuned in from Glen Allen. Delphine Berriman is listening. And um, 
Well, she's listening from Misericordia. She worked the overnight shift for 25 years, so we've been mm. with her for all those years. Donna Youngheim is tuned in. Thank you, Donna. Mary Gold and uh, Nancy Hollins. Judy B. is in Oak Lawn. Janet Gellert's in Gainesville, Florida. Holly Lichtman in Highland Park. Beverly Goodall. Christine Kirk. Uh, Celine Ellers. Laura Miller is in Willowbrook. And Stacy in Algonquin can live another day because we've mentioned... You mean Stacy yes. in Algonquin? That Stacy, yes. Um, Patrice Tentari, uh, Don is in Kalamazoo, Elburn is tuned in, Stephanie's in Madison, and Anna, Annie Selke is tuned in. Annie is one of our, our wonderful seniors who's tuned in tonight. And also, we uh, have to do a shout-out to Randy, the super bagger from uh, Jewel. Oh, yes. Up in Evanston. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know what? These people are just getting ugly. Now I get a text. Why Why don't you play It's a Small World? we got to take a break <laughs> so I can reason with these people via text. To keep you from the rain, from the rain. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. A foggy, rainy night. And that's Melissa Manchester. Yeah. You never hear that. We had a fun time interviewing her, too. We did. Uh, she was, did um, her other... This was a oh, hit for her. Yeah, this was a hit, but this was one of her follow-up hits. Yeah. Uh, her biggest was uh, The Morning After? Yes, 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 yes. From uh, Poseidon Adventure? Very good. You don't know what you ate yesterday, but you know that uh, (laughs) minutia, musical minutia. Which reminds me, we heard uh, uh, people have been asking about Wayne Jancic. We heard from Wayne last week. We did, yes. uh, After Melanie's passing in our post on Facebook, uh, Wayne reached out. He's becoming a little bit more active on Facebook. He's had a page forever. He just never checks it. And I think now... He he doesn't have a picture on it or anything. It's just... Um, I think now that he's got a book that's going to be coming out this year, yeah. it's a, he'll, he'll become more active. But it was nice to hear from him because we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago and said mm-hmm. he's still alive. He's still kicking. He's got this book coming out. It's about music. He's very excited about it. And he said we'll be his first interview. So watch the space. He'll be the, the next to know when we're able to lock him down. Mm-hmm. He was our longest regular guest yeah. for 19 years. He was here Mm-hmm. Every month for 19 years. And as I said before, I could count on one hand the nights that he missed. And they were all for very good reasons. Yeah. Once he was in the hospital, once his wife was in the mm-hmm. hospital. And yeah, very serious reasons because doing the radio show was like therapy for him. Uh, Wayne is a psychotherapist, a licensed right. psychotherapist who had some very heavy work to do by day. Yeah, he he would be counseling some of the kids in the Chicago public school system, and uh, music was a way of him decompressing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I wanted to talk about a few other things that happened on this date in 1967, because it's amazing. Because we said we wanted to mention the fact that the blizzard, right. the biggest snowstorm that Chicago ever experienced, occurred on the state in 1967 actually it was two days the 26th and 27th we were digging out by this time mm-hmm. by the by the 28th i said earlier it was like a 95 million dollar hit to the economy of right. chicago actually i i can correct myself it was a 150 million dollar hit and so that would be today's what, money well over billions well over a billion dollars today and we did not have uh 
Snow Command. The way we do today. So other states brought in equipment to clean our streets. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, Indiana, Iowa drove in with their snow plows to clean our streets so we could get back into business and the airports could finally open and public transportation could run. But as I was looking at that, I was reminded of Another big story that happened just the week before in Chicago, and you covered it as a newsman. I was at, uh, again, at my first radio station, WJOB in Hammond. It was a Sunday night, and I did the, uh, on Sunday night we signed off, so I did the the show that signed off at about 1 o'clock in the morning. Cosmo Courier, that was his real name. The best name in the world. He was uh, one of the newsmen at JOB, very hardworking newsman, and after I got off the air, we were just talking, and then we heard this, uh, the bells ring. This is back in the days of the United Press International, and we would get uh, ding, 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 when there was a bulletin. And there was a bulletin, and it was about the fire at the first McCormick place. Mm-hmm. Cosmo and I hopped in the car in my Batwing 59 Chevy, <laughs> drove down, and it was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced because we were there. Cosmo had his microphones. We were recording things so they would have it for the morning news. And I felt so sorry for the firemen because you're right on the lake. And if you got too close to the fire, oh, boy, the heat. But if you backed off, it was so cold and the fire hydrants were freezing over. It was just an impossible mission for them. And they did a wonderful, wonderful job. And I'm sure you remember that the big, big story, aside from the fact the obvious, the McCormick Place burned down, the fact that it was steel and concrete. We were kind of led to believe that it would never burn down because it was made out of steel and concrete. And yet it did. So it was freezing cold that night. So that was a week before the blizzard. Mm -hmm. So in between those two events, we had that 65-degree day Mm -hmm. with 44 degrees overnight. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can date people nowadays because if we get really unseasonably warm weather, and I've heard this at the grocery store before, somebody will turn and say, yeah, but remember what happened in 67? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it may be 60 degrees today, but buckle up. It could happen again. And it's just really funny because I... We're always out there buying bread and milk because there might be another snowstorm just in case. Um, But I was looking at the almanac from this this month in 1967, and while we were digging out here in Chicago, a huge, huge story occurred when astronauts Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Shaffey actually lost their lives in a launch pad fire inside the Apollo 1 spacecraft, mm-hmm. they were running a dress rehearsal for Countdown. And it was on this date in 1967 that that occurred. Now, fast forward to 1986. And it was on the 28th of January in 1986, the shuttle Challenger exploded. That is just mind-boggling. And I will never forget that because you and I, it was a Saturday morning. We'd driven down to uh, the northern suburbs, Lake Street, to the the shopping center there. There was a a Carson's you wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. And we got, we heard the news. We called in and we talked to Bob Rose, one of our engineers. Yeah. And he said, have you heard? And we hadn't heard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was uh, seven astronauts perished, including school teacher Krista McAuliffe Mm -hmm. in that accident. But all within like a three-day period in January. 
that's just that, that blew my mind. And it was also in January of 1967 that the very first Super Bowl was played. 1967. Hmm. And I, I guess I thought, well, that seems awfully early in January. But guess what? It was only a couple of years ago that the Super Bowl moved to February. Yeah. It always had been in January. Mm-hmm. But I love yeah, – we were talking about this a little earlier, and you said the the amount of money that the – Yes, yeah. The, on the winning team that the players okay. got. All right. It was the Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs are playing tomorrow night. They were playing in the very first Super Bowl. They played out in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. And I guess it was just a star-studded crowd because this was a big event. Right. And um, and I remember at the time, leading up to that, there was all this speculation in publications like Sports Illustrated, which sadly doesn't look like it's going to be around anymore. Yeah. There was all the speculation of, will this experiment <laughs> by the NFL – work because at that point the nfl wanted to do something that would be as big as the world series was Mm -hmm. in baseball Mm -hmm. yeah and boy how that has shifted yeah yeah like only the eight of the ten most watched television shows of all time are super bowl Mm -hmm. performances so in 1967 is january of 67 the very first super bowl the packers were coached by vince lombardi a quarterback by bart Starr, and the final score the packers beat kansas city 35 to 10 bart Starr was named mvp and the players received the winning players received fifteen thousand dollars each $15,000. Which sounds like chump change now in the world of sports. You know, but again, if you if you multiply it by today's money, that was real money. Yeah, and yeah, that was the beginning of the whole Super Bowl phenomena. Started. Uh Oh, Uh, I know. Yep, lights are flickering. Lights are flickering. Oh, (laughs) and the Zamboni is trying to make it through the fog. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse yourself. <laughs> yep, that means it is time for our last call. If you would like to be our last caller, 312-981-7200. I know. That we, number again is 312-981-7200. We just sat down. My seat's not even warm, and we're going to wrap this sucker up and get out of here. Uh, but we'd love to chat with you if you want to be our last caller. We've got prizes for you. If you've not won anything from this radio station in the past 60 days, you're eligible. You don't have to know anything when you call we in. We sure don't. You just have to be you. You get to be the cherry on top of this 90-minute extravaganza. It's just a warm body that we're after. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way to send us off into the rainy, foggy night. And so we'd love to hear from you at 312-981-7200. We take a bunch of calls, and then we, uh, to make it fair, we choose a number, and that's the caller that will go on the radio and will win some prizes. So that could be you at 312-981-7200. But... It's time to go home. Yep. Well, we just got here. But Yep. Yep. But losing time. Losing but, time. Head on out. So let's go. Let's go. You don't have to go home. But we just got here. But you can't stay here. <laughs> no, you can't stay here. Oh golly. <laughs> uh, listener says, thanks for coming in tonight. <laughs> 90 minutes is not enough time. You're right. 
that's why we did five and six hours every night for a hundred years. Yeah. Because, you know, you just get warmed up and then the good stuff would happen about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so we'll have to come back next week for a full five hour show. And we'll do that next week. And next week uh, on the game plan, Patrick Christman will join us. We'll talk some computer stuff. Steve Burness from the Better Business Bureau. We may check in with uh, Jessica Radliff and get a uh, showbiz report. And mm-hmm. uh, Lynn Orman may join us from the Grammys. So that's some of the stuff that is bubbling under next week's yes, game plan. Yes, and we'll yes. see how much of it makes it to next week's game plan. But there is a full show next week. We start yes. at 9. Yes, yes. And uh, next Sunday, a week from tonight, would be the Grammys. So you'll, you, you, you might not know any of the songs nominated for Grammys, but we will share with you yes. via our bumps some of those songs for yes. next week. Okay, we got a bunch of people on the line. And I'm looking at you, Julian. And so I get to choose this week, and I'm going to randomly choose the number four okay and number four re- reaching uh, to the phone through the fog i believe that is uh linda linda where are you calling from hi this is linda i'm in tinley park hey linda nice it, to talk to you is it foggy in tinley park right now oh sure foggy and misty mm-hmm. so and eerie. I, was, I was listening to you steve on the radio on wg w jlb back in oh. the blizzard of 67 you're kidding oh my god i was i was a high school student and our school was closed and so i was uh glued to my uh little am clock radio listening to you for most of the weekend wow what high school did you go to uh mother macaulay yeah okay yeah and, and I so, bet you, you probably couldn't get out and go any place for that whole weekend either, could you? Not too much. Um, my younger brothers were caught in their grammar school, and my dad was digging his way out of the house and out of the garage and going to go up to the school and get them. And all of a sudden, a car appeared out in front of the house, and my brothers come toddling down the sidewalk as if nothing was going on. And my mother, who'd been very concerned about them, was a little bit amazed and thought maybe she was seeing a ghost or a mirage or something. And um, one of the neighbors a couple blocks away had gotten his car out, and he went over to the school and packed his station wagon with as many kids as he could fit uh, that lived, you know, nearby and brought them all home. So it was kind of a a fun. And how many days was it before you were able to go back to school? I think it was Tuesday. I I don't know. It might have been Monday. We went back pretty pretty quick i think yeah because yeah. the, the chicago public schools went back on tuesday because they 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 weren't all plowed out by tuesday yeah, they finally yeah. did get everything plowed out that's the day that the airports finally opened up which was also devastating mm-hmm. the airports were closed i remember I, uh when i was out at job it was days before they got the expressways cleaned enough for people to start using them again well yeah. I, I remember, now this is kind of crazy, I was in grade school, and I was terrified. Thank goodness my grandparents lived down the street from us, but I was, as I used to say, a latchkey kid, because as an only child, I used to aggravate my mother by saying, I'm just a latchkey kid, but... I was sitting in the window just watching the snowfall, and my mom and dad did not come home. And I thought, this is it. I'm I'm here by myself. And it was very late. It was like 9 o'clock that night. They come dragging in because they took CTA buses to work. Mm-hmm. 
and they finally mm-hmm. were able to get home. And I literally sat in the window and I remember crying, thinking, well, that's it. I've teased about being a latchkey kid. Now I'm an orphan. You know, I was sure that they were I, they were never coming home. It was so yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, it was really scary. Everybody was just uh, stuck, you know. Yeah. People couldn't yeah. get their cars out for a few days. And uh, Well, let's, let's bring you up to 2024. Why in the world are you up at this hour? Oh, I used to listen to you overnight for many years. Oh, well, thank you. Glad to have you back occasionally. And, oh, well, uh, every Saturday we'll be here. Uh, they, yeah. In fact, they told us, now, you know when you have a late hockey game, you can play tapes and we go, nah, nah. it takes us a half hour to get here. If, if we're going to do the show, we want to do it do live, the show. The, yeah. unless there's some unusual circumstance. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. Well, thank well, you so thank much. You. So what's on the agenda for later today, Sunday? Uh, not too much. It's kind of a restful day, I think. And okay, good. Just glad that we're out of the deep freeze and can't believe all most of the snow is melted. And I know. Uh, yeah. Did, I, I wonder, in your neighborhood, did you notice the same thing that Johnny and I just noticed? Oddly enough, it was just today as we were coming back, or yesterday as we were coming back from some early morning things. The grass was surprisingly Green. green. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah. again, I go back to remember the snowstorm of 67 yeah. when it was 65 degrees and then right. the bottom fell out. Yes. Right. right. And, and, and did you hear the forecast that apparently this year it's supposed to be cicada mageddon? Yes. I have heard that, yes. yes. Oh, and that's... Something to look forward to. Well, Steve likes yeah. to tease me because I literally have been heard to, to stand on the patio and say, Stop it! <laughs> I can't stand this sound anymore. And he uh, looks at me and he goes, Crazy lady, they don't care. They're just getting yeah. louder. Because sometimes yeah. it just... I'll be working in the garden and I just think, Just give me a little peace and quiet. Uh, I hate it. Uh, so I'll be broadcasting from Florida this summer. So so later today, what are you going to have to have for a Sunday breakfast, brunch, or whatever? Is there a special Sunday thing that you're looking forward to? A special Sunday thing? Yes. Well, um, you know, I think maybe some scrambled eggs will be good. Okay. And good. sometimes I enjoy uh, mimosa with it. Mm. Ooh, hello. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have, I'm making broccoli cheese soup. I've got it in my head. I got I to gotta make it. I got all the fixings for broccoli cheese soup, and I, I even bought the half and half to put in it. I'm like, ah, it's winter time. I'll just tell people I'm wearing extra clothes. I'm not fat. <laughs> I'm just wearing layers of clothing. That sounds great. We're all getting hungry here in yes, the middle of the night. Yes. <laughs> well, we had, we ate breakfast yesterday at noon, so we're going to go home and have a little snack. And so during the commercial breaks, we always say, what do you think it'll be? Grilled cheese and tomato soup? Or is it going to be quesadillas? Or what are we going to do tonight? So that's what we'll be talking about all the way home. And yep, it all sounds good. We're going to send you a 100th anniversary WGN t-shirt. And oh, great. you're going to you get so your very own weather station from the American... Uh, weather makers, I mean, these things have become collectibles. It's kind of like in the old days when Wally would give out the Seymour Page and uh, scarves. scarves and the, mm-hmm. the ladybug, ladybug watches. watches. Yeah, now it's the, the American Weather Makers weather station, and you're going to get your very own. So hang on, Linda. And Linda, thank you for hanging with me for as long as you, yeah. you have. I really appreciate that. You all grew up together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can uh, get to us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Stephen Johnny Show. 
Our blog is stephenjohnny.wordpress.com. And again, next week we have a full show. Oh, we, we didn't get to any. We've got like two minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a minute and a half. Okay. Uh, Gabe, predictions for oh, the games today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still have San Francisco and Baltimore. Really? I do. Wait a minute. I'm talking about the, the, the Detroit-Kansas City game Sunday night. Right. I, like I said, I have uh, I have Baltimore beating Kansas City, and I have San Francisco beating Detroit. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Just, just trying to cut down on time here. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> See, I, I'm going Detroit-Kansas City, so. I thought it was real interesting that General Motors has actually suspended one of their shifts so that all of the, uh, the shift workers can listen to the yeah. Detroit game. Really want to see Detroit to, to finally get a taste of it because, as I said earlier, Kansas City was in the first Super Bowl, so eh, they'll be fun to watch. And for everybody that says, "Oh, it's going to be all about Taylor Swift," they've done the, the research, yeah, and guess I love what? This. The fact, average out of the entire football game, the length of time that the football game is on TV, which is what roughly four hours, three, four hours, something. The like most that. time she has ever ever been seen on camera is a total a total of twenty four seconds. 24 seconds. So, so all of you who moan. If you can't take that, yeah. Oh, it's all about Taylor. Eh. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. We appreciate it.